Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Deacon Hoover Radio Network. This is Adam, your host for Alex Deacon Shorts. And I know that sounded really, really bad. So now that I'm hosting Alex Deacon's Shorts, it's Alex Deacon, the Deacon himself. Alex, what's going on? Hey, Adam. I actually have shorts on today. <laughs> there we go. I'm wearing my tidy whities Yeah, now we're talking about something special <laughs> that's, today. That's ugly. Good thing this is a video, right? Good Good thing we are audio only. So um, what are we going to discuss today, Adam? You know what, Alex? I was thinking that, you know, because I'm not really in the real estate game as much as you, I need to know where I can find killer deals. Or if I was an investor or if I was an agent looking around at where, where and when should I be looking for some fantastic killer deals? Well, I tell you what, you should be looking all the time. All the time. Um, you could be at, like we've discussed this before, you could be at the Starbucks drive-up window and you hand out your business card to that person and maybe mention, hey, have you seen any good, is there any good deals in your neighborhood, maybe any real estate, are you looking for something? Just start a conversation. So you're always, your radar's always up. So you're always on your game. It's it's always oh, talking, so talking, talking. Your your question was when should I be looking? Mm-hmm. Every second that your eyeballs are open. You writing that down? Yes, sir. Step one: look every second your eyeballs are open. Step one: look every second your eyeballs are open. Got it. Got it. Okay. And then just but how do you watch? Just use your peripherals for incoming traffic, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you have to be looking all the time. You have to be on. That you're like a bloodhound, a real estate bloodhound. So uh, wh- where where do I find the deals? Um, that's a good question. There's so many different venues, right? You can go on, obviously online is, is probably the easiest now that the internet is so widespread and so awesome that you can go on Google Maps and, and look at an entire neighborhood without leaving, you know, your, your, your chair. So you're online constantly. Uh, you have agents, maybe they're working for you, bringing deals to you. You can work with uh, wholesalers. Those are kind of like, we call them bird dogs. So they're out there finding the deals. They're making a, a few bucks on the deal and they're passing it on. They make a quick dollar and then you have something you're going to buy, fix, and flip or buy, fix, and rent out. Okay. Now, as far as online, I know I mean, we reference Google Maps a lot. What else online? Is there any other tools that you would recommend using or that you use on an, on an everyday basis that maybe people aren't as familiar with or even if it's, you know, if it's a refresher for people's minds, um, you know, what, else, what else do you use? I'm not super tech savvy. So I'll tell you what, what I use is because I'm a real estate agent, I have access to the West Penn Multilist. I use the West Penn Multilist. Okay. And I don't even use that to its full extent because, like I said, I'm not real tech savvy. I use what I need to use and, and, I'm, and I become proficient at it and that's it. Um, Google Maps is phenomenal. Okay. I just got actually two, two large monitors for my computer, which is really helpful because you, know, you could be looking at the Allegheny County website and, and looking at the map on there or looking at... Uh, pictures of a house on that screen, and then on the other screen, maybe you're you're perusing the neighborhood, literally. You know, I, I so, was gonna I was gonna compliment you. You look like uh, Matthew Broderick and War Games in here. There's a couple different cool. screens going on. I yeah, like this. It's very helpful. I just just got it, and it's super helpful. I'm still getting used to it. But um, so as far as what other tools do I use? Google Search or, or Google Maps, um, the Allegheny County website. So whatever county you're in, it could doesn't have to be in Western PA. I'm sure that. The county has some sort of website that has all their tax assessments on there, and maybe even if it's like the Allegheny 
county site, you have pictures, you have maps, things like that. I use the West Penn Malta list. Um, there are so many other sites, like there's Trulia, there's Zillow. There's a site called Redfin. There's just tons and tons of ways that you can find, I am sure, to research real estate other than the ones I've just told you. But the maps is critical. You're going to use that. Um, so technically speaking, that's what I'm. That's what I use. Now, what are your thoughts about people that use maybe like Craigslist or um, you know? I mean, I, I've heard of people doing you know Craigslist newspapers that you know even though print isn't as popular as what it once was. Right. Um, auctions, you know, what, what about those outlets? Okay, so auctions are good. There's a site out there called Auction.com. There are there's tons of auction sites. That's just one of them. Uh, there's another site called Hudson Marshall. They do a lot of auctions. Hudson and Marshall. Okay. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. There's. Um, but they, these are good to use though too. Mm-hmm. Okay. These are just a few of them. There's Auction World USA. We bought a few from them. There is Hubzu. H U B Z U. Okay. Oh, okay. That's another site. Um. Oh, the HUD site. HUD, like the HUD foreclosures. I think if you just Google HUD, you'll probably come up with their site. That's all. There's a ton on there. That Those are any VA loans or any FHA loans. And that's an enormous amount of volume on that site. Okay. So that's probably helpful. Most of those sites, a lot of them, you have to have an agent to put the offer in for you. Okay. But you can still research a lot without having to bother your agent or wait for them to respond to you. You can research and be, be ahead of the curve. Because it's good. everything in this business, I guess, just like anything, is very time sensitive. So you have to react quick, quickly. You have to make quick decisions when you see the property. And in order to make quick decisions, you have to have that background, that experience, so you can make those quick decisions. And right? you make and make instinctive decisions too. Yeah, because then the the quick decisions tend to get you in trouble if you don't have the knowledge and the expertise to back it up. So right. it's. It's you know what comes first, the chicken or the egg. Make quick decisions or getting the experience. You got to kind of do them both, make mistakes, and get up and, and learn. Now I already know that this is going to be a question that really there is no answer to, and that's kind of why I'm asking it. But you know, is there like to to the answer of when should I be looking, or when should any you know potential investors or, or you know uh, future agents out there, when <clears throat> should they be looking for properties? When do you have the most luck? Is there ever a time of day where you find the most success, or is it one of those where you kind of got to be on your game at all times, constantly looking, different checking, different points of the day? Mm-hmm. Always, yeah, you're always looking. I mean, there's of course you want to have balance. You don't want to be. Uh, you have a couple kids at home, and they're like, "Dad, would you like? Can you talk to me?" No, I'm looking for real like, estate. Like, no, I have to look for real estate. Alex said, "Look all the time." I'm just your dad. Why would I want to talk to you? <laughs> but you really, you're. Your radar, real estate radar is up all the time. Let's say your little five-year-old son says, hey, Sally's moving and and and, and, and I'm going to miss her. Well, maybe you want to get a hold of Sally's parents. Right. Okay? So your five-year-old son just gave you a lead. See, and a lot of that is, and that's the thing, you're, you're, you find leads 
everywhere in the most, mm -hmm. you know, in, in the most intricate spots. And I think that's where a lot of people miss. They're not constantly thinking, hey, wait a minute, you know, we all hold conversations on an everyday basis where you might talk to a friend you haven't spoken to in a long time. Uh, like we always talk about, you run into somebody at a, it's a coffee shop at the mm -hmm. you know, post office. And you always talk to somebody that seems to know somebody that is either, especially in this area, is yeah. either moving, recently has moved, or knows, some, you, know, you know what I mean? There's, there's always some sort of connection that... You know, they beat it. I in a in a previous life, I was in a wireless industry, and that was one of the things that we always had to do. You know, and if it, if that's that way with cell phones, why wouldn't it be that way with homes and with property? Yeah, absolutely. Your radar is always up. I was just I was just googling reticular activator, and I, I used that word, but I never really knew what it meant. What does it mean? <laughs> like, yes, I'm still looking. I feel like unfrozen caveman lawyer here. How the brain but, controls your attention. So what it is is I've, I learned that and I, I took a seminar or something. They talked about reticular activator. Now I use it because I sound it makes me sound smart. So now I know what it means, sort of. <laughs> but your retic that's your rate. It's basically your radar. Mm -hmm. your, reticular your reticular activator is your radar. So like for instance, my wife her radar is probably up all the time for shoes. <laughs> Mine's up for real estate. Right? Right. It's no difference. So, it, oh, here's a, here's a good example. You're driving down the road. You just bought this new blue Chevy, and you now you realize all you see is blue Chevys. Like, I thought I was the only one with a blue Chevy. Right. Your reticular activator is at you, work. Yeah, because you don't notice it really until until you have it yourself. Mm -hmm. Then it becomes a little bit more familiar. Yeah. So yeah, you're you're always looking. Um, well, let's go back to where. So we talked about the internet mm -hmm. and some of those sites. You you did say Craigslist. Yes, sir. And, of course, that's absolutely anything online that has a list that's somewhat organized is going to be an easy way okay. to find properties. You can also uh, you could put door hangers on vacant properties. Now, I don't know how much of a good idea that is because if it's vacant, how many people are going to be? Right. Looking at their door. Right, right. But you can you can go maybe to the county website, find out who owns the property, and sometimes on that website on, on our on our county website it says the address, but then at the bottom it'll say where the tax bill goes to. And the tax bill address may be different than the, the subject property. So you'll know if the property is at ABC Main Street in Carnegie but the tax bills are going to XYZ Street in Cannonsburg, those folks probably live in Cannonsburg. And it was probably a rental property. So you send them a letter. Stop by, knock on their door. Hey, I saw your house is vacant. You know, don't feel like you, you have to step out of yourself and be willing to go up to their house in Cannonsburg and knock on their door. You and have say, to hey, be look, aggressive. I've sent you some letters. I just want to make sure you absolutely got them and are you interested in selling. Mm -hmm. And that's the one thing I think that a lot of men and women don't understand when they get into this is that you in a way kind of like you said always being on your game you always have to be ready to communicate too and you can't ever feel like you're you're bothering or you're hindering someone because then you're only going to hinder your own success and your own income yeah and, and don't be shy i mean if you're if you are shy and you're bad at communicating you will become better at it it's just it is without a doubt i mean i'm not the best communicator i'll, I'll tell you that i'm i'm probably average but I was way below average when I when I first started in this business because it just wasn't something that I communi I didn't communicate well so 
you're going to get better at it. You can't be afraid to make mistakes and screw up, and you, you just have to learn. And you know, you don't fail in this business. When you when you do fail, I just consider it. You have to look at it like I didn't fail. I learned. Right. And move on. But so Craigslist is a good one. Walking uh, vacant properties. Um, I guess the newspaper is not used as much. But I tell you what about the newspaper is anybody who advertises in like print typically they might be the older generation you know because they're not they're not hip on the online stuff so i guess some of the newspaper ads could be little gems because not a lot of people are looking at those maybe the older guy selling his house thinks that people actually still do read the the one ads and such Mm -hmm. that might be a good place to look be able to find that you can find some bargains out yep because they're not getting much exposure right Right, and, and let's face it. There's a certain generation that they they'll never even pick up a newspaper. They probably don't even know where oh, to yeah. find the classifieds yeah. in the newspaper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My daughter sees me, and I'll read like the Pittsburgh Business Times, and she goes, it, "Don't just old people read the newspaper, oh, Dad?" I'm like, "Yeah, I guess." Jeez. <laughs> in 20 years, we'll be like, "Remember when we used to read and get ink all over yeah. our hands?" <laughs> yeah, pretty. I, I think not too far in the future. I mean, literally, the computer will read you the article. Most yeah. likely, right? It's just like an audio book. Yeah. Just like what we're doing right here, yep. in a way. So newspapers, um, where else can we find deals? Networking, we obviously. Can, you, networking, that's a great one. What's networking? Networking is, again, that's the person at the Starbucks counter, or that's, uh, you might go to a real estate convention somewhere. You might go to a monthly real estate meeting, like we hold monthly meetups, and we do investor workshops on the smaller scale we get like 20 to 30 people there are some venues like acre and ria that get hundreds so that's a place you want to network get to know grow grow your um grow your tentacles get those out there and you're meeting more and more people uh, another way to find good deals is there's a thing called uh, a sheriff sale okay okay might be different names in different parts of the country but those are properties that maybe they're behind on their taxes, they're falling behind on their mortgage, and then the municipality or the school district or the mortgage company is legally taking the property back through that sheriff sale process. That's one way to find deals. I wouldn't recommend it for people starting out because it's super technical and very difficult. You really have to know what you're doing, and it's high risk, okay. but the return could be good too. Okay. Uh, the MLS is fantastic of course that means you 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 need to either get your license which i would recommend getting your real estate license but also working with agents for example i'm a real estate agent i've I've been involved in thousands of transactions for clients it doesn't mean i don't use other agents i have agents that bring me deals all the time so that's fine i mean i i'm i'm okay with another agent bringing me a deal and they make all the commission because that's a deal I never would have had access to. Right. So even I have agents who work for me. So you should have agents working for you and maybe consider getting your, your MLS license. Okay. Not hard to do and it's not expensive to to keep it active. So let's get that. Get some people working underneath you. There you go. A direct mm-hmm. mail. That's a good one. So how would you do direct mail? or You're going to just mail it out to the general population? Probably not. That I mean, it, it would work. If you sent out a million mailers, I'm sure you're going to get some response, but it's going to cost you half a million dollars to send it out. Right. 
but you'd want to send direct mail to, you can get lists, you can buy lists online. There are people who generate these lists who, who sell them for, for instance, maybe they have a list of outer state landlords. They might have a list of anybody who's behind on their taxes. They might have a list of anybody who's just passed away, like an estate attorney. Um, any, any list that's going to focus in on someone who might want to sell their house. Okay. Like I said, an out-of-state landlord, a lot of times they just can't handle it. They want to get out. Somebody who's just passed away, they, they, you know, their heirs are going to want to sell it. Somebody who's behind on their taxes, behind on their mortgage. Okay. So those are the kind of direct mails that you'd want to send out to. Okay. Now, which way do you prefer? Which way do you think? And you're going to get different results, and, and I don't think there's necessarily a best way because you want to kind of incorporate all of these, I would imagine. Yeah, there isn't a best way. There's, there's probably a more efficient way, but that efficiency depends on how educated you are and how much experience you have. Like I said, you don't want to spend your time at the share of sale until you get some real experience behind you. I like the share of sale because I have the experience. I like the MLS because I know what I'm looking for. I don't do direct mail. I don't do looking through the newspaper. I don't look through Craigslist. And I, I don't because I don't have enough time. Right. You know, you can only do so much of that. Right. Unless you have a team and everybody, somebody's doing this sec segment, someone's doing that. Because we buy like right now between four and five properties a month. But I have a team. I mean, and it's still difficult to balance all that. Right. So there's only so many hours in the day. I need to be a part of the every deal as far as looking at the property and figuring out if that property is worth spending the money on. But if I had to do the direct mailing, if I had to do... The networking, if I had to go through Craigslist and for sale by owners, if I had to look in the newspaper, if I had to look on the MLS every day, if I had to go through the share of sale list, I, I would never have any time to buy something. Well, I think you, you have to pick a couple, is what I'm saying. Right. And and the thing with, with networking, too, I think that, that people should understand is that that comes with, there's a patience level where that comes with time. You know, networking <laughs> isn't something you can just dive headfirst into and be like, hey guys, look, I'm here. That's, you know, networking, yes, absolutely, you're always making those connections, but your network grows and grows and grows over time to the point where you don't even have to network anymore. Mm -hmm. Now the people that know you are networking for yeah, you. Yeah, they're, they're seeking you out. There you go. Yeah, the, I guess starting out, this is the ones you could focus on because typically when you start out, you don't, you have a low budget mm -hmm. or you have no money. So what would be the, what would be on, what on that list is free? Uh, internet. Most of what's on here listed internet-wise you can use, I would, yeah. I would assume, free of charge. So the internet. Free, no charge. Uh, what else would be what else would be free? Um, let me see. Uh, well, we're going to stay away from, obviously, sheriff sale. Um, would the HUD site be... Oh, you need an agent for yeah. the HUD site. Well, you could still research Still it, research that. Anything okay. on the internet is free. How about, how about I help you out here? There you go. I'll help you out here. There you go. Thank you. I'm going to give you a hand here. You're drowning. I'm going to pull you up. Thank you. Thank you. Networking. You said it. There we go. That is super free, right? Your five-year-old son could say, hey, Sally's moving. Free. And you might have to pay him a referral for that. but. And use your social media accounts for that, guys. I, I mean, not enough people are using social media correctly. I, just imagine if, you, you know, if you're an agent or if oh you're God, looking that, for a person. That's a great point. There's another one I don't use at all, and it's probably highly 
successful. Probably probably have a really good uh, turn uh, return on investment time if if you use SEO, right? SEO marketing and all that. SEO stuff. marketing. Not not only that, but even just I, I look at things like like I don't use Facebook anymore. But I look at you know you have I know people that that are realtors that they do real estate and yeah. they're on Facebook all day posting the most trivial crap. Right throwing just something out there like hey mm-hmm. just so you know guys I got this property or I'm looking for this if you know anybody just could you refer them to me you know yep. use your social media accounts wisely not saying don't have fun on them guys but that, just like in life that happy blend because then I think you know it's a, it's just those extra ways where that networking you never know what lead might come through the funnel and, and next thing you know you got a hundred thousand dollar deal just absolutely. like that yeah absolutely we talked about that last time last with time. Josh yes sir um, so focus on maybe pick four or five and the free ones, you don't need to do direct mail right now. You don't need to do any of that. You can just do Craigslist for sale by owners on online. You can do the newspaper. You can do uh, networking, the internet. You can have agents looking for you at all times. If you get you get out there and get to know agents and let them know what you're looking for, that's all free. So you can focus your time on taking all that information that's coming in and analyzing those deals, you know, picking the best deal, and then making the offer. There's a there's a whole process, but you're dead in the water if you're not marketing yourself and you don't have any deals coming at you, because you could be the best real estate investor on the planet if you don't have any deals to look at and assess and purchase, then you're essentially out of business. Right. Right. Okay. Good deal. Good deal. So what else? What else are we looking for when we comes to the killer deals? Okay, so the killer deals. So we're just talking about deals. Now we're mm-hmm. going into killer deals. Now we're looking for them, them Woo! prime primes, that Man. diamond in the rough. Killer deals. Well, it's the like killer the deals. Powerball. They come. I tell you what. The more bats you have, the more the more killer deals you're gonna have. Okay. Right. So the more at bats you have, the more killer deals you're gonna have. That means your reticular activator. Is up and running full force, and you have all your systems down as far as marketing and networking, and you're going to hit a lot of singles, you're going to hit a lot of doubles, you're going to strike out too, you're going to lose money, mm-hmm. and then you're going to hit those killer deals, you're going to hit those grand slams, okay? And the more you, the more deals you do, the more time you put into this business, the better you become. The more honed your reticular activator is, <laughs> I love it. That the more honed that that is, those killer deals are going to come more often. Okay. Yeah. Like I don't make a ton of money on every deal. It just doesn't happen. Um, but sometimes you you do. You know, one out of twenty, right. you, you you hit a killer. You hit a home run. And even I mean, do you find that there's? And granted, the idea isn't to lose money ever, obviously, but. Is there st- and like you said, you take everything with a learning lesson. But is there mm-hmm. still value that even if you break even, or maybe there's just a, a small profit loss? I'm not talking anything major. Is there still some some value in that? Because at least it's still that name recognition, it's brand recognition, it's getting your name out of there, or it's you know, well, or is it more the learning? When lesson you're an investor, I don't know if name recognition is super important. Not like if you were a real estate agent, you want everybody to know gotcha. you sell real estate. Gotcha. Uh, it name recognition does have some some uh, value but what you're looking at is when you when you find a deal and and i categorize them a b c d right so a is the scenario everything goes right i make a million dollars b is i make a good margin c is i make a few bucks get out of it 
maybe I have to rent it because I can't sell it and I'm breaking even. D is, the D scenario is, oh gosh, I made a mistake. I underestimated the repairs. I overestimated what I could rent it for. I overestimated what I could sell it for, whatever the case may be. And I'm going to lose $15,000. That's my worst case scenario. Mm. Now, can I live with that? Yes or no? If the answer is no, then do you pass on the deal? Probably. Yep. If the answer is yes, I can live with that $15,000 loss because I'm making $150,000 on these seven properties over here. Then you take then you take the leap. Okay. But when you're first starting out and every deal is a D scenario. That's risky, yeah. Then no. You don't even want to go past maybe a B scenario or, or a C would be like even worst if case. Took, right, yeah. right. So that's how you categorize whether you're going to buy it or not. What is the upside? What is the downside? Okay. The downside's too risky, then walk. Because there's no re- there's no risk. There's so little risk in the business in this business once you know what you're doing. Okay. <clears throat> but I think risk. what we could talk about maybe maybe on the next the one after this is just talking about it's like the killer deals. Mm-hmm. So where not only where to look for them but like what does a kill what does a killer deal look like maybe and what does an area look like that could potentially have killer deals or potentially not be a killer deal now but in five years it could be a, a killer deal okay you know what I'm saying yep so you're hedging your bets on maybe if I buy in this area that okay once for instance, I'll, I'll use Lawrenceville. Children's Hospital came in there, and all of a sudden, Lawrenceville became a hot thing. I mean, okay. that doesn't necessarily mean that's going to happen every time. Right. Just because a hospital's opening up in a certain area doesn't mean that those areas that were really bad to buy in and really unsafe are going to be not unsafe and very high priced. Change doesn't happen overnight. <clears throat> no, sometimes it doesn't happen at all. Right. Right. So you don't know that. That's that's why you're hedging your bets on. So if I were to buy something over in, it was that's an area called Garfield, which is right next to Children's Hospital. Mm-hmm. And what's funny is, it's kind of weird, I'm just thinking about that now. So Garfield is right next to Children's Hospital. But Garfield did not take off. Lawrenceville, which is up the road a little bit, took off. Oh, okay. So why, so why is that? I, I'm telling, I'm asking you because I don't freaking know. I, I mean, maybe from an outsider looking in, I... You would almost think that maybe because it's too close to the hospital, because it's a little more tra- high, a little more high traffic area, maybe outside in Lawrenceville, it's a little more. I don't know. That don't that would know. be the only thing that but, I could think. But so Lawrenceville super hot. Now Garfield is becoming super hot. Okay. So like in Garfield, I could have bought a hundred homes over there, ten to fifteen years ago for ten thousand a home. Now those same homes are probably fifty thousand a home. Wow. So but, that's where. Well, those are killer deals. If I had a crystal ball, I would have bought everything over there. But, but How you can hedge your bets. Years let's, later. let's say you know yeah. Children's Hospital is coming. So, you're, okay, I'm going to buy everything in Garfield. And let's say Children's Hospital doesn't come for four or five years because of delays and mm-hmm. finance and whatever. And then it's five or five years after that that the area starts to get hot. Well, can you hang in for ten years? Right. You might not be able to hang there for ten years. You might be losing money for ten years. You might be dealing with high crime and and high turnover and social issues that you don't normally deal with in a in a more um, wealthier area right. so can you hang for 10 years right that's for that ABCD scenario 
really helps. So if you have deep pockets and you can hang for that 10 years and you can absorb those losses and, and wait it out, then do it. If you're a newbie and you're going to buy five properties in an area that you don't know is going to turn around, then that's probably not where you want to that's start. a lot of risk behind mm-hmm. it. A lot yeah. of risk, yeah. I try to explain that to people, especially like out-of-state investors. and All they look for is like, a lot of them just look for a rate of return. Mm-hmm. Like, how much can I make on my money? I'm like, well, that's just one question to ask when you're buying real estate. You know, how much money can I make? It's how much... How much stress do you want in your life? How much right. stability do you want in your investment? Right. Do you want a really good school district that's just going to appreciate and you're going to get better quality tenants, but a lower initial return on investment? There's nothing wrong with that. Mm. Um, if you want a lot of these out-of-state folks, even just in-state, out-of-state, doesn't matter. Investors, they just want to jump in and they want to make money like the big boys do. They just Right now. Like okay. instantly, right? They come in with big eyes and and yeah. an even bigger wallet. It doesn't. Think. It, it, you shouldn't look at it that way. Um, you have to start in gradually, with safe investments, learn your business, and then grow from there. It's almost like be I'm a, continually learning every day. I learn something new and implement it, and I am by far not the savviest real estate investor. Not even close. But I think too, I, I am fairly successful at what I do. You're very successful, and I, I'd, I'd like to think that it's one of those where the day that we all stop learning is the day that you're done. I mean, it's you, you always, every day you have to be learning something different. And I think that it's, it's another way of saying this is be safely uh, aggressive when you're just starting out. That mm-hmm. way you're not getting into this. It's something like this. Like you, you wouldn't be able to sustain these 10 homes for 15 years. Like that's, mm-hmm. that is, um, that's looking through rose colored glasses as we always say. Yeah. Um, just be, be smart at first. Be, it's okay to, to be, to take, you know, to be safe, to be cautious. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's a slow game. You know, it's, it's a slow it game. It, it's, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Yes. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, so do you want to, do you want to maybe end this and then we can talk about, we can end this Maybe one. what to look for. What does an area that's up and coming look like? Or what should I be looking for? I don't know. We could, we could try something like that on the next one. Hey, so here's what we're going to do. The first ever... What are we going to do, Adam? This is the first ever cliffhanger ending. Whoa. It's like the Sylvester Stallone cliffhanger yeah. ending like at the end. Yeah, it's, yeah. Wow. We need him back in here. And going, so it looks like what we're going to do, guys, is uh, the next episode coming up, we're going to talk about um, what does a killer deal look like? Uh, what area, you know, different times, stuff like that. We're going to talk about that. Uh, the killer deal is a little bit more in-depth. And we're going to cut this particular episode off right now. So, Alex, any Why don't we want to tell our viewers about all of our websites and stuff? We should tell everybody about yeah. our websites. So, what we want you to do, guys, um, go to dhrea.com forward slash learn. You're going to find all of our informational broadcasts right there. Um, there is also some paid learning services on there, too, that you can download, listen to. Highly, highly recommended with the deacon himself, Alex Deacon, right here. Go to find us on Twitter at Deacon Hoover. Find us on Facebook, Deacon Hoover Real Estate Advisors. We are all over the place when it comes to podcasting. Uh, Google uh, Google Music, iTunes, Spreaker, Podomatic. Uh, look, search Deacon Hoover and you will find us on there. Um, and again, it is dhrea.com. Um, so for Alex Deacon, the Deacon of Real Estate, this is Adam. Guys, for everyone at DHRE, thank you and we will see you next time.